Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode 139, which is entitled A Better Way to Manage Your Media Library with Stuart Brameld. It was published on Thursday the 1st of August 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And because we've got an interview today, there's no David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com. Just a few things before we begin. The first one is to say, if you wouldn't mind, head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And over there, you'll be able to join our mailing lists. You'll be able to join our Facebook group and Slack channel and find out all the things that we do. There's a YouTube channel. Basically, everything that we put out in some way, shape or form can be found in on that page. The next one to say is go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. This is a page that we put together because various plugin developers and theme developers have reached out and given us coupon codes. We've added a couple more. We've got 50% off the page builder cloud and we've got 10% off the Katka Pro template packs for Elementor. But it's a little bit like Black Friday every single day of the week. So wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. The other one to say would be go to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to be featured on the WP Builds podcast and get your product or services in front of a wider audience. An example of that would be this. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we do thank our sponsors for helping us put on the WP Builds podcast. Okay, today on the show, we've got Stuart Brameld. He's got a plugin called WP Media Manager. It's really interesting. If you've ever got fed up with the capabilities, the limitations of the media library in WordPress, his solution is going to really make you rethink about what's possible. Not only does it upload your assets to the cloud, so it's not running on your server, but it also offers a load of Uh, permissions capabilities, the capability to tag things and a whole load of other things that um, that you probably wished at some point you were able to do. I do need to say at this point that for some inexplicable reason, the audio quality on this recording was particularly poor. Not only mine, but Stuart's audio was uh, a little bit choppy as well. So uh, apologies, it sounds like I'm sort of doing it in a swimming pool or something so that I can't really bring it back I've tried to to make it sound as good as I can so uh, apologies for that but I hope you can uh, hope you can cope with it so without further ado here's Stuart Brameld Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast once more. We're on a, a bit of a different subject this week. We've got Stuart Brameld. I'm going to say Brameld on the line. Is that have I got your name right there Stuart? Absolutely spot on. Okay, perfect. And he's, um, as you probably took, uh, understood from his accent there, he's based in the UK, which is quite refreshing for me because I don't have to organise 
crazy times of day to talk to people. He reached out to me recently and he's got a really interesting WordPress product, which I think is a little bit unique. On the face of it, you might well think, I've, I've come across things just like this before. Um, but as we delve a little bit deeper into it, you may be reconsidering. It's a, it's a solution for managing files. Uh, your WordPress media library is not involved, so it's quite quite unique. Uh, Stuart, a bit of a dumb question to begin with. Do you want to just tell us uh, what this is, what it's called, where to find it? Um, let's start there. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so the plugin's called WP Media Manager, um, and the URL is uh, mywpmedia.com. Um, and the plugin is essentially a uh, file storage solution for WordPress. So if it, think of it as like having a Dropbox within your, your WordPress WP admin um, and then being able to provide Dropbox-like functionality to clients or customers or prospects um, or users or anyone else that may access a WordPress website. Okay, great. Now, we're all used to having um, a media library, and so I suppose that would be the, the first question that arises. What, 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 how is this in any way, shape or form different from the, the regular media library that we've got in WordPress, which serves us very well indeed? What, what's the difference between WP Media Manager um, and, and the regular WordPress media library? Yeah, sure. So the biggest difference is that um, we don't store files within WordPress itself, and there's a few reasons for that. Um, but we offload file storage to companies that specialize in file storage. Um, so the likes of, at the moment, we work with Microsoft Azure and Amazon S3. Um, most people, I'm sure, have heard of Amazon S3. Um, but they are dedicated, um, secure, and highly scalable file storage solutions. Um, so whether you want to store 50 megabytes or 500 gigabytes, um, the plugin works really well um, with both of those different use cases. The, the, the cost of both of those services, I, I'm not very familiar with the cost of Microsoft Azure, but I am quite familiar with the cost of hosting anything on Amazon. And it, it is, it's almost, vanishingly small isn't it you know you can put a very very large amount of data up there um, and it costs very little have you got any any idea on the pricing just to give us some idea of how much we can dump in a in a bucket before we're starting to be ramping up large bills yeah sure um, at the very high end of the spectrum um, so we've got one client who are using the plugin they have about 160,000 files um, 200 that, that totals about 200 gigabits um, gigabytes of storage and they have I think 6,000 employees um, and the use case for this is that um, we help run their intranet which is based on WordPress um, and WP Media Manager provides all of the file access and file storage within their intranet solution um, within the intranet solution um, all of that storage costs about 15 pounds a month um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, Points yeah, made. Yeah, it's quite attractive. Yeah, and yeah. the 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 real delight is, of course, the the kind of the uptime and the scalability of it. You know, there is basically no ceiling 
of how much you can put up there. Uh, and if you can store 200 gigabytes, presumably that's bandwidth as well. That's people, you know, that's the, the traffic yes. included as well. So people are uploading, downloading, uploading, downloading. And, and it's a lot. It's a very large amount and it's very affordable. Is Microsoft Azure sort of similarly priced? Yeah, they're both very, very similar. Okay. Yes. We um, actually moved them from S3 to Azure recently. Okay. When you began this, you described it as being a bit like Dropbox, which um, which intrigued me because my sort of understanding of Dropbox is that I've got, well, my primary use for that kind of service, I actually use Google Drive, but the, the, the two are very similar, I suppose, is that it syncs things to my desktop which then um, are held in a repository on their data in their data center somewhere. And if I get a new computer or wish to look at it on my phone or what have you, these things are all kept in sync. I presume that's not what you're doing. You're not sort of syncing files to any remote PC. And then if somebody alters things on the remote PC, it automatically gets sucked up into the Amazon cloud. That's, is that it? I presume it's not. No. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Um, the only slight caveat to that is um, if you were to, for example, have to use this for a um, customer portal or a client portal um, and you have, say, a folder for each of your clients and they log into the website and see all of their content, um, there are various um, sort of desktop applications that connect to um, the likes of Azure and Amazon S3 that allow you to also have those, those folders on your desktop. Okay. Um, so basically, if you were to copy something into your the folder on your desktop with this client, it would then obviously um, upload it to the cloud solution and it would then appear within your portal. So it's all sort of within sync, which is quite okay. nice. But so, that's not the primary use case. Right. So that yeah. capability does exist, but with some sort of third party yeah, desktop software. Okay. That's great. So, okay. Um, so why would we want to offload our stuff? I mean, we, we've heard about how cheap it is. That's a great reason. I can understand that. But then if we think about it, the for most people, the, the media library in our hosting environment within the file structure of WordPress is sufficient. We don't need much more than we, we pay for. And if we do need more, we just pay a little bit for an extra bit of storage and so on. What what are the primary benefits of giving the the I don't know, PDF documents, video files, Word documents, whatever, any of that stuff over to Microsoft or Amazon in this case? Yeah, I think um, I'd say there's probably three. Um, the, the user interface, I think, that um, people will see if they go to the website and exist within the plugin. Um, there are constraints that exist within the native sort of WordPress media library that makes it not particularly easy to use. Um, I know there is a there are a number of plugins that provide sort of folder and more management structure to the media library, um, but I wouldn't say that the UX of any of them is particularly fantastic. And that's not any fault of the plugins themselves, but you are constrained by what you can do within the existing media library interface. Mm. Um, so the the interface that we provided when you go into WP Admin for for your files and folders is is almost exactly what it looks like if you logged into something like Dropbox or Google Drive and is as responsive as using one of those solutions as well. Um, so I think that sort of user experience is part of it. Um, scale, as we've talked about, um, it's not impossible, but um, there are challenges and, um, uh, and concerns in, in storing huge numbers of files in your media library. And certainly when you get to large files like video or audio files, um, that often presents challenges because WordPress hosts limit the size of files you can upload and how many files you can upload. And some of them 
be more based on the size of your your media library. Um, uh, and then I'd say security is probably the, the the last one and probably the thing that we've specialized in the most, um, partly because my background is in cybersecurity and partly because of the kind of clients we've been working with. Um, but we've done a lot to ensure that even if you store a lot of relatively sensitive corporate information within um, this file storage solution within WP Media Manager, um, that that information is secured really, really, um, really well um, through things like encryption and access keys and lots of other technical stuff that you may or may not want to go into. Yeah, I think we do, actually. We'll come to that in a moment, but okay. um, let's deal with those points one at a time because they're very interesting. I mean, my... I, I do have a bit of a gripe with the, the the media library in WordPress. It's great, you know, you've got a <clears throat> excuse me, you've got a list view and you've got kind of a, a thumbnail view, but that's kind of where it ends, and it's it's completely flat. You, as you say, there is the the capability to uh, bolt on um, plugins, which will enable you to have folders and directories and so on and so forth, but it, it isn't by default. And that I, I'm so used to the paradigm of working on the desktop and oh, I've got this nested in here and I've got this folder called videos and the inside that are videos about a certain things. So they're in another directory and none of that appears in the media library. But are you saying that that capability within Amazon and within Microsoft Azure, that's a native capability? You can have folders nested in folders, nested in folders and, and, and navigate it in the way you would on a in Windows Explorer or the Finder? Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly within within the plugin. Um, it, it looks almost exactly like it would if you logged into something like Drops or Google Drive. Ironically, um, the um, Amazon and Microsoft don't actually have a folder structure natively, um, but the way you name the files provides a folder, and that's completely transparent to um, to any users. So, so in answer to your question, yes, when you when you install the plugin, it it, it looks like Dropbox within your WP Admin. Um, dashboard. Okay. Um, I just wanted to touch on another point as well, actually. Mm. Um, I, I thought it's quite interesting. You mentioned um, uh, some, some of the constraints of the media library, and what I found quite interesting, or feel like a bit of a trend over the last year or so, um, which is largely why we've sort of invested a bit of time in building this, is um, a change in the use cases for WordPress. It feels like in the last year or two that there have been more and more. WordPress sites that are not just websites mm. and people starting to use them for things like um, customer portals and client portals and membership sites and intranet sites. Uh, and, and maybe it's just my perspective because I'm slightly in this world now, um, but there seems to be a sort of slight rise out of just WordPress's, you know, just a, a blogging platform or a website platform. And actually there's lots of other use cases that are very well suited to um, to the platform. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. The The advent of WordPress 5.1 has actually officially taken it away from being a blogging platform. The, 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 the official nomenclature is now that it's a publishing platform. Um, and I agree because of its, because of its weight, it's, it's kind of being used more and more for CMS type functionality. And so things like client portals and the, the capability to have this person logged in, view this content, as opposed to this person logged in who cannot view this content. I think that's more and more what people are, are using it for. So yeah, I would completely agree. Just stepping back a minute to the security that we were talking about earlier. Um, I guess most people will understand that in WordPress, if you upload a an image or a video or a 
whatever, a PDF document, it's going to go into your uploads folder and it's basically visible on the internet. Anybody who stumbles across that URL, whether nefariously or otherwise, has access to it. It's just open. The directory is public. This, I presume, from your third point um, a moment ago when you talked about security, this is something that we can really do away with um, with WP Media Manager because of the, the granular security model that these, these platforms uh, have. Can you tell us how that works? What kind of security features are built in? What capabilities are there around you can view it and you can't, or you can view it for a little bit of time, those kind of things? Yeah, sure. So um, the main one is um, what both of those, what both Microsoft and Amazon call access signatures. Um, which means that um, the essentially the, the the bucket or the folder, um, the terminology changes between these providers, but but the storage where where you store all your files um, remain completely private online. Obviously, it it is is on the internet um, because it's effectively a cloud service. Uh, but there's no way of going to I don't know mystorage.microsoft.com/slash/file and seeing that file. Um, the only way you can access the files are either within the API key, um, uh, which we use in the back end in order to be able to manage the files in this in this Dropbox-like um, Dropbox-like experience, um, or you use this access key, which is valid for a specific period of time. Um, so that means you can go to um, mystorage.microsoft.com/slash/myfile, and then there's a really long string on the end of it. Um, which is an effectively an, an encrypted signature. And only if you have that string can you access the file and that string expires after a set period of time, which by default is 20 minutes. Um, now we actually, within the plugin, automatically generate that string for you. And every time someone accesses the page, um, every file on that page has a unique string associated with it in order to allow them to access the file. Um, so, so that's probably the biggest security advantage as you said that there's there's no need to to have a, a effectively public folder or a file listing anywhere on the internet mm. on the internet um, and then there's a whole host of other things that you can do around that because of the capabilities that exist within these dedicated sort of file storage platforms so um, with both Microsoft and Amazon when you set up a new file storage container and um, everything is encrypted by default they manage all the encryption keys for you you don't have to do anything you actually have to actively now turn it off um, so that's something that that is quite nice for for more sensitive data um, you can restrict access by ip address if it's an, an intranet solution for example right um, only people within the company might want to access it and that's a really solid way of restricting access to um to, to your content obviously um, all of the data is encrypted in transit. It's all done over SSL and HTTPS. Um, and then we've added a few other things within the plugin, which are sort of, I, I would say, safeguards in terms of preventing people doing things that could be dangerous. So, for example, you have to actively say, I want to list the contents of my root folder before you're able to do that. Um, so if you just try and put in folder equals slash um, in, in, in one of our shortcodes, it won't actually show anything without you actively enabling that feature. So we've taken the security side of things pretty seriously. And you have a heritage because all, I, I don't know if you mentioned the amount of time uh, a moment ago, but your background is in that, isn't it? Um, IT sec, cybersecurity. Yes. 
um, what was it, 10 years, I think you said you've been yes. working? Yes, so, about 10 years. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. Um, you know, it's good to have, you, well, I think really that's where this plugin sits, is for people who've got um, sensitive documents that they don't want available publicly on the, the web. Um, you know, Google finds it. I don't know what kind of data uh, Google Chrome's browser sends back home, but, you know, that billions of people are using it. So if somebody stumbles across it, I don't know if Google then sort of go out and scrape it. Um, yeah. But it, it is interesting. You, you've no idea the amount of conversations that I've had. So many conversations based around the idea of, can I restrict access to this? Now, I'm going to ask you about a use case, which is the most common one. Um, because I don't know if your plugin has this capability or not. A very common conversation that I have is, I would like to set up a membership site. My membership site is going to have a course in it. That course is made of videos. I would like to make absolutely darn sure that nobody who has not paid for my course can view those videos. Now, from everything that you've just said, that sounds like it's capable, but I don't know if I can put stuff on the front end of my website with your plugin and it still works, or is it all in the back end in the WP admin area? Uh, no, that's absolutely a use case that we can solve. Um, and yes, you, you can put it on the front end. So um, we've actually got a client at the moment who's building a video library, um, almost exactly the use case you've just described. So. Um, uh, taking a step back, the 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 um, the way you add this to a site is through short codes, which um, gotcha. I imagine a lot of people listening to the the podcast are aware of, sort of how they work. Yeah, they will. Be, um, yeah. Great. So so it it though that gives you an enormous amount of flexibility in terms of um, how you present the information, where you present it. Um, in your use case, if you have a an existing membership plugin or portal, or you want to create a new one, we are sort of um, technology agnostic in that respect regardless of whether you choose um i don't know member press or um wp memberships pro or any of these other um uh membership plugins um we will work within them because it's literally just a case of embedding a short code on a page um and if you have different users that have different access rights as all these membership plugins can do you to put you know um um, maybe membership level one is one folder and membership level two is a different folder and you put the different short codes on different pages and different people get access to completely different content um, and it's a completely secure way of doing things. So could I use it um, to embed the video itself such that um, somebody comes across my page and they are um, they're bona fide, they have a membership, everything's legit, and I, they want to watch the video, the, the second video in the course. I guess is that possible? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Yeah, we've got a demo page actually on the website as well. If if listeners go there, if they're interested, there's a section called Video Embed. Um, and if you click, there's two videos in there, and if you click them, they open up in a light box. Yeah. And then you can play them within the light box, and there's a download button to download them as well. Yes. And yeah. as as I mentioned before, they've also got these access keys. So even if someone was to yes. copy the URL to the video and send it to someone else, it'll expire and they won't be able to use it. Presumably, they won't be able to use it themselves. Um, you know that that same URL, if they went and copied it into an incognito browser, that that they can't watch it themselves. Um, yeah. And if 
for some reason, I can't think of a situation where this would happen because your software takes care of it. But if they were to somehow wait 20 minutes and try to use that same code again, I'm saying 20 minutes because that's the default as far as I understand it, mm. um, that would break as well. But by going yes, through the would. API, when they refresh the page, they get a new string appended to the URL. So it all works. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. So th this is the solution to locking down your content. It goes into the cloud onto one of these platforms. You 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 assign permission to it through the WP Media Manager, and then all of a sudden, even if somebody's looking at your video, goes in, inspects the source, takes out that URL hands it on to their best body who hasn't paid for your course, they cannot watch it. Yes. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now, my um the last time I dealt with um Amazon, I've never dealt with Microsoft Azure, but the last time I dealt with Amazon Web Services, it never ceases to amaze me how 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 many Amazon web services there are. There are hundreds. Um the menu fills the entire screen. How easy is it for somebody who's very low on technical capabilities to go in and set up the, the, the cloud side of things, the Amazon, the Microsoft side of things, so that their files are in the right place, so that the plugin is connected? How, how easy is that? Is this something that you need to be fairly technical with? Do you need to set aside a day or a week? Do we just follow a piece of documentation that you've written? Yeah, there is a there is some documentation. I'd say you, I wouldn't even call it, I wouldn't say necessarily technical, um, but but um, you're right. There is a need to be able to go into either S3 or Azure and create the terminology again is different. But in S3 you create a bucket, and in Azure you create a blob. Um, ironically, the the most challenging to doing that is finding where to do it, not doing it. Um, because as you said, the menu, <laughs> the menu is enormous. If you've ever seen a big mega menu, um, this is this takes things to extreme. Um, so once yeah. you know where to do it, it's pretty straightforward. You click the button that says create container or create blob and you select private and it gives you a string and a key and you enter those into the plugin. And from that point onwards, um, you never have to go into S3 or Azure again. It's literally a one-time setup. Um, if that's a concern to anyone that's listening to your podcast, I'm more than happy to, to help people through it while we're, we're in these early stages. Yeah. Um, but yes, there is a, a slight overhead, as you said, in, in setting that up. The, the nice thing being once it's done once, and if I do it, it's five minutes. If someone else does it, maybe it's an hour. Yes, um, finding. But once it's done, you never have to do it. Yeah, yeah so the, menu is, days, but... the menu is prodigiously large. I mean, it is ridiculous why they don't subdivide a lot of those things a bit better. I don't know. But, um, okay, so we go in, we set up our bucket, we set up our blob, we copy the API keys. I'm going to use that term. I don't know if that's correct or not. And we paste yeah. them back over into your plugin, which then um, presumably that's its root. The root of all of its stuff is, is that blob, that, um, that uh, what is it called, bucket. Um, so yeah. from that point on, you, you said that you could close Amazon close uh, Microsoft Azure and walk away from it. So now we're back in WordPress. We've opened up the WP admin. Um, how how does it all work? Do we have a, a menu item that we click into and then we see it? Uh, is it is it like a directory structure? Does it look like WordPress or do we log into some SaaS platform that you've got set up? How does it all? How do we interact with it from that moment on? 
Um, I'd say the easiest way to describe it is it would be like having Dropbox in WP Admin. Mm. So you click the link for Media Manager in the left-hand WP Admin navigation bar, as you would for plugins or settings or anything else within WordPress. Um, you click that link, and then you see a folder structure that looks like anything any normal folder structure you would see, and you can drill into different folders, and you can go down a level to a subfolder or a subfolder of a subfolder. Um, again, as you would within Dropbox or Google Drive or um, even with on, your, in, on your desktop. Um, and then you have all the standard actions that you would expect um, on the right-hand side as well. Um, again, the user, the user interface is actually based on Dropbox, so it looks very similar. Um, but things like renaming files, renaming folders, moving files, moving folders, deleting files, deleting folders, all the standard stuff you would expect is, is there on the right-hand side and native within the WP admin interface. Um, and it's all cached. So in term, even if you have, as I explained, we've got a client with 200 gigabit of data, even if you're searching for files within WP admin across 200 gig, it's still pretty fast. And if you're moving files, you obviously need a directory structure to move things to. Again, that's pretty fast. So we spent quite a lot of time in terms of um, how do we deal with this interface when it needs to be working at scale as well. Mm. I watched, um, just before we did this recording, I watched um, Stuart actually perform a few of the actions. You know, he did a quick search and so on and so forth. It, it, was, it was quick to the point that I didn't notice any latency whatsoever. Um, you know, it just looked like you type things in and immediately, like it would on my Mac, in all honesty. So that's incredible. Was that was there a lot of work in that, or is that just a, a testament <laughs> to the structure that's going on in the background, or is that just because you're very clever? <laughs> uh, no, there was a huge amount of work, mm. and it wasn't me. Um, but um, yeah, this is uh, it's been quite a learning experience, sort of building a plugin over time. It's probably taken a year and a half to get to this point, and um, a lot of it is things that almost sort of a not seen a behind the scenes mm. like these things like caching for example and the, the um, thumbnail generation as well as another one um, it's, it's quite challenging to figure out how you do these things so that they're transparent to a user and work like someone would expect them to um, and that's particularly challenging because not it, it's um, as you said there's there's not many other solutions that that work in this way um, and so there are there are ways of doing things in WordPress for your very technical users, things like transients. Um, so we we the the WordPress way of caching is by using transients. We use them really extensively to ensure that that user interface is is really fast. Uh, the same for things like search. We can't if if you have a hundred thousand files, we can't go to um, if someone types in I want to look for I don't know brand guidelines in the search box within WP Admin. Um, we can't then go to um, Amazon or uh, Azure and say give me a list of all the 100,000 files and then I'm going to search through the one that I need. We have to have that stored locally. Right. Um, so that's been a bit of a technical challenge to overcome. Um, but, but I think we've got there. But you said that there was um, a client of yours with what? Several hundred thousand um, bits of data, let's call it that. And that's, that's scaling yeah. well, is it? It's, your search is able yeah. to like, get through that fog. Yeah, it works really nicely. Wow! Yeah. And okay. the and the WordPress host that it's on is not is not a, a hugely powerful host at all. Um, in fact, the dev the, the dev site runs on WP Engine and it works really nicely. Congratulations, that's amazing. Um, are we able to 
Like, for example, simple things that I do all the time in the Finder, which I'm going to use as an analogy here. I click on something, I press Command, and I click on something else, and those two things get highlighted. And I want to drag them to another directory. Is that sort of functionality possible? Can I click and drag, or is it more a question of ticking boxes and then, you know, finding a new directory and then telling it, move it there? Yeah, it's the latter, unfortunately. Mm. There's not yeah. a drag at the moment. Um, but... Um, but you can select multiple files or multiple files and folders right. and move them to any other parent folder or subdirectory. Yeah. Um, and we also have the ability to tag files and folders as well within WordPress, which um, obviously is not a standard function within something like the media library. Mm. Um, and where we use that is for um, the ability to select different categories. So, for example, if you have, uh, I don't know, if you had, a, if you used it to create a brand library, as we've had one company do and you have files for things like logos, photography, iconography, mm -hmm. um, brand guidelines, for example. Um, it might be that some of those things sit across different folders and you want to tag things across folders. Um, so you can do that. Um, oh, nice. You might, uh, you might have, I don't know, you might have uh, images that are within both icons and brand guidelines, for example. Um, you can tag them as images and then select images in a drop-down field and it will go just go and show you all the images. Okay, so so there's a way of kind of um, putting a taxonomy on top of the structure of the file itself. You can give them tags. Uh, I, that's that's great. I didn't know that. Um, just an aside which occurred to me as we were talking just now. Let's say, for example, I get really wedded to this system and I really like it and everything. This is fabulous. I'm enjoying it. It's working out fine. Am I able to use it for some of the ordinary things that we're used to in WordPress? So, for example, I, I write a blog post and I want to use a featured image. And the featured image, usually, we find in the, the media library. Could I use this? Is there an easy way of like just using the WordPress uh, UI and just saying, I want to set this featured image. Is is there a sort of cross compatibility there, or would I have to adopt a, a different system? You would, at the moment, you would have to use a short code to right. list the file. Yeah. So it's a little bit fiddly. I wouldn't suggest doing it. I would say, if you need to list maybe, I don't know, five or put more five or more files on a page, then it becomes much easier to use mm. a plugin like this and mm. um, for single files and image embeds it's it's easier to use the media library that's sort of what it's what it's built for yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. okay so it feels to me like this is for people who it seems to me like the best case for this is securing things speed offloading and security so with the security model um we obviously we're, we're talking about preventing certain people from seeing things and allowing certain other people to see things. And we talked about a membership site. How does mm. that work in terms of actually deploying that? So the, the familiar system might be, okay, a certain user role has the capability to view this bunch of stuff. A, a different user role has lesser capabilities. They can only view this portion of it. Do you use like WordPress user roles uh, or is there a, is there a different way, uh, another way? Yeah. So we, um, because we use short codes um, for listing files and folders, um, we're pretty agnostic in terms of how someone creates something like a membership site. So, um, and there's actually um, on the website, there's a section in, in demo, there's a link to um, an example sort of membership site, our own one, actually, that I use for my agency. Um, and there it just gives you an idea of 
Um, you can use any WordPress membership plugin you like, like MemberPress or Restrict Content Pro or any of the other hundreds of membership plugins, um, and set up a membership site with all the functionality that exists within those. Like if you log in with this user or this role, then you re get redirected to this specific page or this home page. Um, we do that exactly that for our agency. So if client one logs in, they get to a home page called client one and it lists client one's files. And if client two logs in, they get to a home page for client two and it says welcome client two and they get access to their own files. Um, and then the way we do that obviously is you restrict access to the page and our short code is on that page. So you can't get to those files unless you've access to the page. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. I was also kind of wondering on a, um, let's say for example, I have a page which is forward slash, oh, I don't know, repo or something like that. Um, if it's possible for two different people logging in to, to the site and having access, both of them, to that exact page, whether they could be uh, viewing two different whole loads of content, even though they're at the same URL. Um, some that's a very that's a, a um, more of a membership plugin it is, piece yeah. of functionality. Yeah. yeah. So um, we use um, I actually use a, a membership plugin called Active Member Three Hundred and Sixty because yeah. I use Active Campaign for Mail. Yeah. 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 Um, and they have exactly that functionality. So you can you can have a short code that says if the user role is this, then show this, and if yes. the user role is something else, then yeah. show something else. All on the same page. I think um, I'm just sort of, I'm pushing a bit hard. I think really, aren't I? I'm, I'm getting out of the bounds That's of fine. the scope of what it is that you're actually intending to do. One thing that occurs to me as well. I'm wondering. So, for example, if I want to list a bunch of things on the website, do you have a bunch of pre-made uh, oh, I don't know. Like like a short code which will dump in a f um, like like the version of the Finder or Windows Explorer, a file navigator. So you can just copy and paste the short code, and and there there are the files in a nice, easy to manage, clickable way on the front end. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's um um again almost all, all based on short codes there's a there's a couple of different short codes um four main ones actually it may, maybe it's worth just describing those mm. um so just to quickly list them off there's one called list one called upload one called cards and one called embed um so list is a standard folder listing like you would expect with something like dropbox um and if you do uh, the short code is wp media underscore list folder equals whatever right. your folder name is yeah photography um, you'll get a list of every folder and file that's within the folder photography um, the second one i mentioned is upload um, this gives you the ability to upload files from the front end into a specific folder so nice. again, if you have wp media underscore folder underscore upload folder equals photography um, someone can upload into the folder photography um, the folder called photography um, and where that works really nicely is again for these sort of client portals um, we again within our own portal um, clients can upload to us or contractors and suppliers can upload to us um, within one of our clients brand portals their suppliers can upload um, to that area as well and we actually have notifications built in so that when you get you can say if i get an upload to this folder notify this person that's um, great really nice yeah i can um, i can so deploy that <laughs> like yesterday that's yeah. brilliant yeah um, and then there's two others so three and four so the card view is very similar to the list one but um displays things in a um sort of card style a, a more of a sort of media card style mm -hmm. um and just to expand on that one a little bit when you you talked about technical challenges um 
with that, obviously, we need an image to be able to show um, of each file in order to, to display to make that look nice. Otherwise, it's got sort of we can't display an image or it's got a um, a, a blank card there. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually generate we generate thumbnail every time you update upload a PDF file or an image file. We'll upload a we'll we'll automatically generate a thumbnail for that file. Um, and um, if we can't generate the, the thumbnail for any reason, like Office documents are notoriously oh, difficult to do yeah, that for, yeah, 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 yeah. you can do it. Um, which, so we can't do that. You, we um, then have fallback images. Um, so we have, um, and we're actually just in the process of having preset SVGs for the icon sets for all of the Office documents. Great. Um, and one of the settings in the back end is you can set the colors for them. So it all looks really nicely styled. Um, that's card. And the last one I mentioned was video embed, which you talked about previously. So WP media underscore embed um, allows you to embed either audio or video files. And when you click on the audio or video file, it will display within a light box. You can play the video within the light box or you can download it. Um, it gives you the option to do those as well. Is there any uh, capability to swap those views on the fly? So, for example, um, you know, I'm in the folder, the tree structure, if you like, and I'm clicking on directories. Uh, but I'm now in the um, I'm in the, the, the directory called images, and now I want to see thumbnails all of a sudden. Not not a not a, a tree structure. Can I swap those over? You can't, but we could do that. Ah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which yeah, leads no, me perfectly fun. over to my next question. Actually, was I was wondering. Actually, we should probably pause there and just say a couple of things. This is very new. You're uh, you're just embarking yes. on this. Um, so the next question I'm, I'm asking is, um, what's what is on the roadmap apart from the feature I've just requested? <laughs> yeah, um, I think the uh, the main the main point of this this point is to to gather feedback from people mm. using it um, because I've I've had um, literally a handful. I'd say there's probably 10, 10 clients using it at the moment. Um, some are really big, as I mentioned, and so we've put a lot of work into being able to solve some of their problems um, and challenges just because of the amount of, of content they've got. But I think we've, I feel like I've solved most of the sort of technical challenges. And I think from this point onwards, most of it, most of the, the next sort of month or so is just going to be cleaning up the user interface and making it easier for people to deploy and use the plugin. Um, the interface is um, pretty simple, but I think it could look a little bit nicer. Um, the other thing we're considering is, or I'm considering, is whether to offer it almost as a service so that you don't have to worry about what we discussed earlier around things like setting up as you're an S3 and you just pay whatever it is, £5 a month and you get 100 gig of storage and we deal with all the security and setting that up for you. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit further off, but I'd be, you know, if, if you've got listeners that are interested, I'd, I'd be really here, keen to, to hear some of those different use cases. It's a very exciting project. It's brand new. So new, in fact, it's not on the wp.org repo yet, although that, my understanding yeah. is that is a plan. Um, there's no there's no conception yet around pricing because it just hasn't got that far. Maybe in the future there'll be a, a pro tier. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, but if you if this sounded like something that you could make use of, you know, you've got a, a real burning desire to go and check this out. Go to wp sorry um, mywpmedia.com. No spaces, no hyphens. Mywpmedia.com, and you can reach out to Stuart as well. So Stuart, where on the on the internet, like Twitter handles, email addresses, whatever you want to disclose, where, where can we find you if we've got some queries? Uh, yeah, I'm um, digitalelite.co.uk is the main agency website. Um, as you've mentioned, um, the easiest way is to go via mywpmedia.com. 
um, and just click either the download button or fill in any of the subscribe boxes throughout that site and all of them will come to me um, and I'll respond pretty quickly. I think I've said I'll, I'll get back to you within 24 hours maximum, um, but more than happy to jump on a Skype call, Zoom call, have a phone conversation and, and talk through individual requirements. Oh, that's great. And if you've, you know, like I said, if you've got the a need for this kind of thing, you should really go for it because you're up, you're in on the ground floor. Uh, Stuart's looking for ideas. He's looking for ways to develop this and to, to, to come up with new feature requests. So, you know, if it's, if you go and try it, test it and it's working, but you've got some feature requests, now is the time. So thank you very much, Stuart, for coming on. I know that you've got to go and do something else in about 30 seconds time. So I'm going to wrap it up and say, <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for having me on. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that. It was nice chatting to Stuart about his plugin, WP Media Manager, and the things that it can do in addition to the media library, the ability to lock down content, the ability to upload it to Azure or S3, all very nice stuff. And the fact that you can tag um, your assets as well is very, very nice indeed. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry again about the sound quality. I literally have no idea what went wrong. My best guess is that I um, accidentally was recording from my Mac microphone rather than my, uh, my preferred microphone. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Right, the only things I need to mention then are please join us again next Thursday for a fresh new podcast. Join us again on Monday if you're able to. First thing in the morning, we release the audio podcast of the WordPress Weekly News, the WordPress news from the previous week. Um, and also on the Monday at 2pm UK time, join us in the Facebook group, that's wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, where we will have a live episode with some special guests talking about the WordPress news. Normally lasts about an hour and it's, it's proving to be very entertaining. So yeah, join us for those things if you possibly can. Okay, that's all I've got. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.